Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. All right, my friends. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. This is episode number 46, and you've got about 60 seconds to grab your cup of coffee and your pad and your pen before we get into some really awesome, really powerful stuff today. See, we're in the third episode of a three-part series. So if you're just jumping in and you missed number 44 or 45, then I encourage you to stop right now, go back, listen to those first, and then finish up with this one. We're digging today, we're digging into your brain superpower and how to use it to your advantage. It is, like I said earlier, crazy powerful stuff. So just take a few minutes right now to go back and check out those other episodes if you haven't already, the previous two. Okay, go now. Okay, <laughs> now we're continuing. We've already discussed your brain's built-in superpower, how your beliefs or your what I call your personal internal laws are really just thoughts that you keep thinking over and over and over and how your subconscious mind and a part of your brain called the RAS, the reticular activating system, how they work together to make sure those repetitive thoughts are ingrained, supported, and validated, even if they're totally not true. Basically, your brain is going to make your life and experience fit and support your beliefs. Regardless of whether those beliefs are true or false, right or wrong, good and helpful, or bad and hurtful. And this is why some people get stuck in a rut, living out a life that is obvious to everyone else. It's so destructive, and it's hurtful to themselves and to those around them. They're just living out their beliefs. Beliefs that just got ingrained somewhere along the way. They weren't even intentionally placed there. And in the very last episode, I explained five of the most common limiting beliefs or crappy beliefs that I see when it comes to losing weight, getting in shape, and truly like changing your body and changing your life. I'm telling you, if you haven't already, go back and listen to number 44, number 45. Now, today is all about the final piece of the puzzle. How do you change your beliefs so that they and your brain's built-in superpower actually work for you and not against you? That's the question we will explore and answer today. And here's a spoiler alert. If you're looking for a nice little tidy answer, I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there just isn't one, honestly. Different experts and researchers have very different opinions on this topic. And many of the experts use very different methods to help someone overcome and change their limiting beliefs. So here's what I'm going to do today. I will outline, I will give you a three-part framework or process. Parts number one and number two are pretty straightforward, and they're fairly agreed upon. Part three is where things are different. That's where you'll get kind of a toolbox of sorts. You'll see what I mean, so just hang with me. Let's jump in and not waste any time. And I want to start by giving you kind of an analogy to view this through, okay? So let's imagine that you have a cluttered house full of all kinds of furniture and decorations and trinkets and knickknacks and hand-me-downs. It's almost like a you're kind of living in a hoarder's house. 
There's just all kinds of stuff that you've bought or inherited over the years just everywhere. It comes from all sorts of places, from all sorts of people, but the bottom line is the same. Your house is full. It's cluttered. And while you don't really like it, you just keep living there. Actually, yeah, you use some of the furniture, but other stuff you never use, and you never even really want it in the first place. <laughs> but you just tolerate it, and you try to live around it and work around it. Now, to make things even worse, let's pretend that you have no lights. <laughs> so you're living in this cluttered, overcrowded house with the lights off. You can't really see what all's even in there. So it's stressful. Maybe it's even kind of dangerous. And you're just trying to fill your way around and work around all the crap that's accumulated. This, my friend, is your brain. It's slammed full of all kinds of thoughts and ingrained beliefs. Some of the stuff we might have actually chosen to put there, even though we didn't realize it at the time. And other stuff was just given to us by our parents or grandparents, by what they taught us or said to us, by the school bully, or maybe by some jealous girl in the sixth grade and the nickname they gave us. Or there could be stuff there from all of the social media and the TV that we've watched and consumed over the years. And there's other stuff in there from all the diets we've tried and all the workouts you attempted and quit. The point is, is there's a lot of stuff in there. And it wasn't all put there intentionally. Your mental house, your brain is cluttered with all sorts of thoughts and beliefs and the lights are off. <laughs> so there's no doubt you are impacted by all this stuff, but you can't see the stuff. You bump into things, and you wonder where that came from and why it hurt so much, and you have to figure out how to navigate around it while still living life. Well, not anymore. Not anymore, my friends. Look, it's time to turn the lights on, and that is step number one. Step number one is seeing what you have. It's awareness, the huge, super important awareness piece that I talked about in the last episode. I covered it in depth there in number 45. So if you're stubborn and you're still listening and you haven't checked it out, be sure to go back and do that. But step number one is all about using your amazing ability of awareness to turn on the lights in your mental house so that you can finally begin to see what all is in there. And you can start finally determining what you like, what serves you, and what you want to keep. And also, what you don't like, what is negative and doesn't serve you, that you want to get rid of. And here's the super duper crazy important part. You must do all of this rationally and logically. See, as you're becoming aware of your own behaviors and reactions and feelings and patterns, all the furniture and the clutter in your mental house, all of that stuff... It's so easy to quickly slip into emotional and sometimes irrational thinking. This sabotages the whole process. You can only see things clearly and truly begin to declutter when you're looking at your mental house rationally and logically from a third-person perspective. Otherwise, you wind up keeping that god-awful, super-ugly set of curtains that your great-aunt gave you 10 years ago because she was a really sweet lady and you really liked her and you'd hate to hurt her feelings. <laughs> It's the same way with your thoughts and beliefs. There's a good chance that there's stuff lodged in your brain that your mom or dad or best friend or some other dearly loved person taught you and you think, 
man, I can't just get rid of that because if I do, then I'm betraying them. Hey, I totally, totally get it. I understand where you're coming from. I've been there. But please listen. Loving someone and respecting them is totally different than living for them. Anyone that truly loves you wants you to live your own life, to find your own path, to establish your own thoughts and beliefs, and truly become all that you can be and all that you want to be. That's what love is. Maybe their thoughts and beliefs serve them well, but that doesn't mean they'll serve you well. So get rid of the emotional nostalgia and the guilt and the shame and all that crap that keeps you from making the best decisions for you and your life and your body. Okay? Now, once you have the lights on and you're actively practicing this incredible mental awareness and you're able to see everything, see all the stuff that you have amongst all the clutter, the next step is... Number two, we toss out the crap that you don't want. Out with it. You're done. Get rid of it. But this is impossible if you don't have the lights on. (laughs) But here's the thing. Even with the lights on, it can still be tough. Super tough when things get emotional. Well, guess what? It doesn't stop there. Your brain's superpower of confirming, validating your thoughts and belief, it's going to work against you here. You're never going to throw something out. You're never going to get rid of a recurring thought, a personal internal law, as long as you believe that thought, that ingrained belief is right or true. Well, I mean, why would you? This is right. This is true. It's just true. I can't get rid of it. And we've already said, this is exactly what your RAS does. Its whole job is to validate and confirm your beliefs, even if they're totally crap or totally not true. It's going to be so tough for you to distinguish. So a vital, vital first step in removing an old belief or thought pattern is to override your brain's automatic programming and question it. It's as simple as that. It's super hard, <laughs> but it's as simple as that. Question what you've always believed. You have to consciously, intentionally question what you're thinking. You have to doubt what you've always believed. Forewarning, this can and probably will be weird. It's kind of a scary feeling. There's a really good chance you'll feel probably just straight up uncomfortable. See, we all have an emotional home. Notice I didn't use the word house like earlier when I was talking about your brain. A home is different. Home is a place that we feel familiar and comfortable with. We like that. Our brain likes that. It's soothing. It's not stressful. It's easy. And guess what? It's also exactly what will keep you stuck. Staying comfortable, doing the quote-unquote easy thing, is exactly what leads people to have very so-so lives that they don't really hate, but they don't really love. They're just kind of meh, eh, just kind of lukewarm. So if you want something different with your body and your health and your life, you must intentionally practice what psychologists call cognitive dissonance. This is when a person holds two or more completely contradictory beliefs or values. Someone might 
take an action that goes against what they've always believed. Psychologists will go on to tell you that doing this often causes exactly what I was telling you earlier. Bad emotions, like emotions that we label as bad. Discomfort, tension, shame, and anxiety. All these quote-unquote negative feelings that you'll probably want to avoid. But this can be a very good thing when you're questioning beliefs or thoughts that are not giving you the life that you want. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It may feel almost negative or bad in the moment, but it's necessary if you want to get past those long-term, deeply ingrained beliefs. So the bottom line with step number two here is that to declutter and throw stuff out of your mental house, you must be willing to question and doubt what you've always believed. You must be willing to be wrong, which is something none of us like or want to feel or want to admit. But if you can't crack the foundation of your long-held belief with doubt and questioning, then you will never get past it. You will never be free from it because you it's firmly implanted and it's just there and you just believe it and it's just true, even though it's probably not. Next up, the final piece of this puzzle, step number three, bring in the new. So number two is out with the old. Number three is in with the new. And like I said earlier, researchers, experts, psychologists, therapists, and counselors tend to have very different opinions and approaches when it comes to the topic of ingraining new beliefs. From hypnotherapy to subliminal recordings to visualization to neuro-linguistic programming, the list goes on and on and on. And all of these have their merits and they have some success stories to back them up. And we're not going to go through all of those. But today, instead, I'm going to give you two methods that I'm much more familiar with and that I have used or still use personally or with my clients. And please understand, these two things work together synergistically, so it's not like you've got to pick one or the other. Okay, you ready? Let's do it. Let's get to some of this good stuff. So first up is cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT for short. You might have heard of this before. And of all the various methods and approaches, this, is, this one probably has the most research to back up its effectiveness. The incredibly kind of simplified explanation is, is that you take small intentional actions that challenge like your current paradigm, your current beliefs, and then eventually your brain will catch up and create new beliefs around your new behavior, your, your new actions that you've been doing. It's like you change your behaviors first, and then your brain will follow. In a way, CBT is, is a m much more uh, action-focused than thought-focused. In other words, you're not just constantly analyzing your thoughts. Yes, you are, as I like to call it, you are hearing your head. It's one of my favorite phrases. You're hearing your head, you're practicing awareness, but you're also taking action that supports the new belief and the new life that you want. The actions start small and only slightly challenge your current mindset. And over time, they progress and they build. And eventually, what was uncomfortable or scary or out of your norm becomes more and more normal and less and less uncomfortable. By gradually and intentionally doing this, gradually and intentionally changing your day-to-day -day actions, you're changing your behaviors and ultimately changing what you think and how you think, which can't help but change your underlying beliefs. Because as we've said before, a belief 
It's just a thought that you keep thinking over and over and over and over again, so your brain just ingrains it. Now, I'm sure there, <laughs> there is at least one CBT practitioner out there right now listening and cringing at this tremendous like oversimplification of what they do. I have tremendous respect for these wonderful people. It is a deep and complex therapy that is tremendously powerful for all sorts of issues from um, obsessive compulsive disorder to anxiety to depression. And if it interests you and you need help overcoming some like major mental hurdles or behaviors that you don't like, I highly recommend you find a qualified cognitive behavioral therapist. So that's the first thing that's in your toolbox when it comes to installing new beliefs and truly changing your behaviors. Next up, uh, honestly, <laughs> I wish I had some fancy name for this. Um, I thought about calling it like your mental antivirus or something like that, but I don't really have a cool name. See, in my inner circle group, we call it mindset renewal. So you could call it that if you want. It just sounds kind of bland, but that's, that's what we call it. And we use various tools to accomplish it from recentering questions to what I call the default future and dream future to one of my favorites, what I call the freedom framework. But with all of those things, here's what we're doing. Here's the bottom line of what we're accomplishing. We're practicing massive awareness, massive mental awareness. Like we're turning a bright light on in our house. And then we're intentionally guiding our thoughts where we want them to go instead of just letting our brain and thoughts and feelings run wild and run all over the place. And then before we know it, we're sad for no reason. And we're halfway through a Snickers bar and a pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it goes, right? So when you're practicing this mindset renewal, it's like I mentioned earlier, it's like having an antivirus program that's running on your brain. It's just running in the background. It's monitoring, monitoring, and then boom, as soon as thoughts or patterns pop up that aren't serving you, it's like ding, 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 warning, warning, warning. Hey, 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 here it is. Here it is. I'm serving it up to you on a silver platter. What do you want to do with it? When this happens, oh my gosh, it gives you tremendous power right then and right there in that moment to choose your next thought, your next emotion. Yes, my friends, you can actually choose your emotions and you get to choose your next step because what you think impacts how you feel and how you feel determines what you do or don't do. And those actions determine your reality. Now, right now, you may be like, holy crap. Boom, total light bulb moment. This makes so much sense. Or you, you might be like, Corey, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm not sure what you just said. This is just sounds confusing. Either way, just hang with me. Let me restate it because it's true and it's powerful and it works. I know it and I've seen it. What you think, the thoughts that fly through your head that you really if you're quite honest, you're not intentionally thinking. You have no control of. Those thoughts, what you're thinking, leads to how you feel. And how you feel, your emotional state, happy, sad, depressed, discouraged, encouraged, empowered, disempowered, all those things, your emotional state determines what you do or don't do. It determines whether you eat ice cream or you go work out. It determines whether you're excited for a friend when they lose weight or whether you're mad when they lose weight because you're convinced you can't lose weight, all those things. And then those actions, the things you do and don't do, eventually 
ultimately become your life. <laughs> your life is just the sum of all the actions you take or don't take. It's your reality. If you think you're fat and you have bad genetics and you have no willpower, well, right there's your thought. Then you're going to feel discouraged and defeated. Boom, right there's your emotion. So you're not even going to try to do some diet or workout program. There's your behavior. Or actually, lack thereof. <laughs> there's your lack of action. You're not going to try because you don't believe it will work or you don't believe that you can do it. And then lastly, right here, we're right back to where it all started with a belief that you are now ingraining and reinforcing. Now imagine, just for a moment, close your eyes if you can, imagine how different this could be if you noticed that first thought creeping into your head. I'm fat, and I have bad genetics, and I have no willpower. And when you noticed it, you stopped, and you interrupted it, and you questioned that thought and intentionally chose a different thought. Okay, sure, I'm overweight right now. Like, that's just a fact, you know? But that doesn't mean I have bad genetics. And you know, I, I know I have willpower because I see it in other areas of my life. So maybe it's just that the diets I've tried in the past were way too extreme. I just might have a lot more willpower than I think or I give myself credit for. Boom, right there. Now you've totally changed the path your brain is on. And that different thought that you just chose will lead to an entirely different emotion. Instead of feeling defeated and discouraged, suddenly you'll feel hopeful and maybe even a little empowered. And then instead of picking up McDonald's on your way home or drowning your negative emotions in half a bottle of wine or a six-pack of beer, you'll choose to just have one small glass of wine or maybe just one beer. And then maybe you even wake up a little early the next morning, tomorrow morning, to go for a quick little 20-minute walk before work or before helping your kids get ready for school. And every time you walk or cut back on the wine or the beer or you choose a healthier option at lunch, you're reinforcing that you do have willpower and that you do have what it takes and that you can do this. And then every time that negative thought that defeating belief creeps back into your head or it wants to creep back into your head, boom, you catch it and you choose a different thought and you change your brain's path again and again. And you can easily see how these two things, the actions you're taking and the thought monitoring that you're doing, how they build off of each other. And it's a positive cycle that leads to a better brain and a better body. And it's beautiful. I'm telling you, I've seen people break through and finally start doing this. And it's like the most amazing, beautiful, aha, light bulb breakthrough moment ever. It's incredible. This pretty much sums up the methods that I use with my Inner Circle Coaching Group. We use a combination of taking those small actions, small specific actions with food and exercise, along with consciously recognizing our thoughts and patterns, our, our thoughts and our mental patterns and our day-to-day our, our -day patterns, and then actively changing them choosing something different, choosing different thoughts real time, day to day. That's what we do. And that's what I know you can do too. It's real simple, guys. When a thought or belief doesn't serve you anymore, when it doesn't lead to the life that you want, it's time to get rid of it and install a new thought. Begin thinking a new thought. 
consistently and repetitively. We do this with everything in life, but not with our brain and our thoughts. Think about it. You got an old phone that doesn't work so well. It doesn't serve you like it should. No problem. I'm just going to get a new phone. You've got an old car that's starting to break down a lot and it's a pain in your butt. Okay, maybe it's time for a new car. There's some old clothes that are just getting worn out and they don't fit as well. Maybe they even have holes in them. Well, guess what? It's time for some new clothes. Those old shoes are dirty and worn out. Yep, you guessed it. Time for new shoes that serve you and support you the way shoes should. My friend, if your brain and your recurring thoughts and your ingrained beliefs are not serving you, and let me be clear, that's what they're supposed to do. Don't be a victim of your own brain. It's your brain. You're in control of it. Your brain and mental space can be whatever you want. It's all within your control, and it should not make you miserable. It should serve you and help you have the body you want and the life you want. So if your brain and recurring thoughts and your ingrained beliefs are not doing this, if they're not serving you, then it's time for out with the old and in with the new. It's time to flip on the lights, take stock of what you have, and replace the stuff that's not helping you get what you want out of life. It's that simple, my friends. Simple, but not easy. <laughs> See, we all want like a one-and-done solution, you know? Something that we have to do once, and then we're finished. But that's just not how most things in life are. And that's certainly not how retraining your brain and achieving success with your body works. It must be a consistent, but totally imperfect, progressive, daily practice. And like anything else that you practice, you get better and better. And it becomes easier and easier. And yeah, you have some days where you kind of just suck and you're like, man, what's wrong with me? But overall, from day to day, from week to week, from month to month, your trend is upward. You're getting better and better and it's getting easier and easier. And you can do it. And I'd love to hear about it. And if you want some help with the process, I invite you to take the plunge and just join my inner circle. Just do it. Get in there and let's have a ball. Let's have some fun. Right now in that group, we're actually doing exactly this. We're taking what I've shared on this podcast in the last three episodes and we're putting it into practice. I'm coaching my inner circle members. I'm helping them identify their limiting beliefs, learn how to question them, begin to question them, and then overcome them and begin retraining their brain so that it works for them and leads to the life they want and doesn't work against them. If you're like, yes, holy crap, that's what I want. Let's do this. Then just shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. And I'll, I'll give you more info. I'll tell you all the details. You can find the links to my social media accounts in the show notes, or you can just Google my name. You can Google Corey Little Coaching Instagram or Corey Little Coaching Facebook, and it'll all pop up. Or if you're like, wait a minute, dude, hold on, hold your horses. Like, this is only the second podcast episode I've listened to, and I think you're a little weird, a little crazy, and you're not quite ready for all that. Well, then I highly recommend my upcoming free audio program called Catalyst. I mean, that's the least you can do if, if you've connected with this episode, because it can and will be a total game changer when it comes to how you think about food and your body and weight loss. And you can also check it out in the show notes or on my website, CoreyLittleCoaching.com. And last, 
but not least, you know it's coming. My friends, please always remember, there is more to you and your body than what you weigh. And there's no magic solution to losing weight. So choose right now to just go ahead and be happy and thankful and realize that you can have whatever life you want. But you got to change your brain first because losing weight is all about gaining life and living the life you want. And you, my friends, you can do it. I believe in you. I promise. If you don't believe in yourself, then borrow my belief because I believe in you. Dang it. Okay, that's it. Y'all are the best. Thanks so much for your time today. I always love to hear from you. Never hesitate to shoot me a message. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye.